What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and you are now listening to the S. Anthony Says Podcast. And after you're done listening to this man in his oh, so savory voice, come on over to randomrobcast.com to where you can listen to the Random Ramblings with Rob. Yeah. Well, folks, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 286, and it's being recorded way later than I normally would record it because I had a couple of family obligations I had to take care of, and now that they're taken care of, I can now do this. That's right. I shot several people. (laughs) That did not happen. No, I had to take care of some family stuff and... uh so I didn't get an opportunity to record this as early in the day as I normally do. Normally, it's, it would have been already up and out by now. You know, it's like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, this would have been long done by now. And I would have been, uh, you know, uh, doing something very, very important, watching porn. And, uh, you know, trying to work on some wonderful and incredible, you know, career moves that I'm going to be, you know, trying to, trying to, things I want to do for my career, big moves I want to make watching people fall down on YouTube and, and, and important stuff like that. But now that the important stuff is out of the way, the really important stuff is going to be done, which is this. Now, everybody's talking right now about the uh, president, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and the things that he said towards the NFL players and things of that nature. And it's really, really an interesting thing to watch everybody flip the hell out over this. When, quite frankly, he doesn't do anything but say outrageous things on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of numb to what I, it's, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you go, what did this guy say today? What did this guy do today? And it's really weird. If somebody would have told me that somebody could have a job this long and every day do something crazy, I wouldn't believe them. I have people, I know people that legitimately have mental problems and even though they're known for doing bizarre things, they don't do this many bizarre things. I have people that are actually, well, I don't have them, but people that I'm, I'm aware of that are, are criminals or people that I'm aware of that are just complete bleep holes. And in their entire, like in an entire year or a 10 year period in their life, they couldn't do this many outrageous things. I know people that you, that people would genuinely go, that person is a bleep hole. And in their entire life, they haven't done this many outrageous things. Definitely not things that could affect people around the world. But the thing that's weird is, quite frankly, when you look at it right now, you realize that the only positive I've seen from this, and it's not really a positive, it's the kind of thing that could be spun into a positive because it doesn't feel like a positive right now, is you kind of know who people are now, right? Like if you had a spouse that was a cheater, and then you kind of got some information and realized that your spouse was a cheater. It's a positive that you know that they're cheating because look, in this particular scenario, you don't have any kids with them. You've only been married six months, right? You don't have any, any uh, sexually transmitted diseases. So you can, you know, so they haven't done supreme damage to you yet. But you realize if you stay around them too long, bad stuff's going to happen. They're going to get someone else pregnant. They're going to bring back a disease. They're going to go out with somebody who's nuts and that nutty person's going to come back and kick your ass because they're nuts. You know what I'm saying? So. But the thing I can spin is, and I should, like I said, I shouldn't say it's a positive, but it's, it's something that's new information that's good to have, even though it's not positive. We now, like I said, know who people are, right? Because 
I, how can I put it to you this way? I have a lot of friends on Facebook. I know about half of them personally. Okay. It's about 3000 something. I know about 1500 of them personally. Okay. Either I've met them. I've done a show with them. They were in an audience, you know, or whatever, but I've physically been in company with these, but this many, many people. And, and I've been doing, I'm in the comedy world for 30 years plus. So duh. Okay. But it was a friend of a friend. Now, this person was one of the people that I hadn't actually come into contact with, physical contact with, met personally. But we met online through mutual friends and seemed like a pleasant enough fellow. I watched a couple of his vids. Pretty funny. Seemed like a nice guy. Seemed like a reasonable guy. And when I read his post, he seemed like a well-spoken, intelligent human being. Cool. Even if we disagreed on certain things, there were big minor things. And I don't care if I disagree with someone. That's not that big of a deal. So I'm reading his feed and he put out a comment about the current situation uh, with the president and with the NFL players and with the criminal justice system and things of the nature. A very measured, well thought out, well written post, a post filled with compassion. And it was a very wise post. Underneath, you had people that were having a discussion and these people were coming from different angles. But even the people that were you would consider to be conservative were, you know, were reasonable and they had some interesting points. I didn't agree with the points, but you could tell that the person was basically a good person. They just disagreed on certain things or, or in my opinion, didn't have some information or didn't necessarily relate to the way that other people feel because the other people's uh position is different because their life experience is different. It's a learning type of thing. I've even seen under this particular post, people who had an opposing point of view come to the realization that someone that they knew personally felt another way. And they thought, wow, I know Bill, Bill's a good guy. And if Bill says so, maybe the, and it turns into that. But underneath that, in the middle of this long conversation, that seemed like a, a, a well-reasoned, good conversation. There was a couple of these. Well, if they don't like the country, they can get out. Followed by, yeah, go back to Africa. What? Now, just like anything else, a lot of times when things happen to you, you're kind of sticking on the, the the people who were a little bit different. There were conservatives there who were giving out, who were putting their arguments up, but being reasonable. But just stick with them. If they don't like the country, get out. Go back to Africa. And I wanted to see what the deal was with the go back to Africa guy. And so I clicked on his uh, Facebook page. Now, he wasn't a friend of mine. I wasn't following him. But when you look at the picture, if you would actually look at just the picture and didn't read anything this person wrote, didn't scroll down. If this person had made a friend request and you went to the person's page, you looked at me, you just did a token look and to scroll down a couple of a uh, couple of uh, pages down. You not pages, but a couple of articles down, maybe six or seven articles down. You would have went, oh, this guy seems like a reasonable guy, family guy, seems like a nice guy. He this, that and the other. And you would have said, hey, whatever, what the hell? Click accept. And I made that mistake a few times before, but we'll stick with this guy for right now. But this is the go back to Africa guy. And I'm sitting there and I'm realizing this is the kind of person I could run across on a daily basis. Because as it turns out, this person lives kind of close to me. As it turns out, this person kind of goes to some of the same places that I go. There might have been an occasion where I stood next to this person in line. We may have even had had a pleasant, friendly conversation. We may have even laughed and joked. We're both fans of the same football teams and, and sports and all of that kind of crap. So this is the kind of person that I probably would have been friendly with. Friendly with. Had a good time with. I may have sat. I might even have sat at a 
bar next to this guy and we might have laughed and joked and talked about the UFC and talked about sports and your wife. Well, I don't have a girlfriend right now, but my last girlfriend was yeah, and all of that crap. We could have done that. Maybe a year ago. Or maybe before I saw go back to Africa that he said to somebody else and about other people and about people that look like me. And I'm looking at this guy, he's smiling in the photo. His lovely wife is smiling. His kid is smiling. Everybody's smiling. But is he really smiling? I remember something, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer said something. This wasn't, I don't, he said, what do you get when you squeeze an orange? Orange juice. Do you know why you get orange juice? Why? Because that's what's in there. Well, right now, America's being squeezed. And we're kind of seeing the juice that comes out. And a lot of it is very sweet. In fact, most of it is very sweet. Most of it you could put in a cup. You can make it nice and cold. You could throw a couple ice cubes in it. You can drink it and be refreshed. But there's a substantial portion of it. It's a minority portion of it. It's not most people. It's a chunk of it. Where if you squeeze hard enough, what comes out of the glass is not something you want in your mouth. In fact, if you tried to throw an ice cube in it, the ice cube would actually stick, would grow arms and they would stick out and hold the side of the glass going, I don't want to go down in that crap. The get the go back to Africa guy. And then I remember there was a time when there was somebody that was a friend of mine a long time ago. And I probably told you one of the stories of one of the people, but this has been a few people that over the course of time have disappointed me. But this is a person I don't know, but this also was someone that I did know who disappointed me. I told the story of one person. This is somebody else. And I'm not going to be too specific because one of the other people is dead. The other ones are all alive. And I haven't seen them in a while because I kind of got rid of them. Hopefully they've changed or maybe they were squeezed into the second glass where the ice cubes didn't want to go in. I can imagine myself, but going back to the guy from Facebook, looking at this guy and shaking his hand and not realizing that in his mind, he has go back to Africa, just waiting to be fired out if the right circumstances were to come into play. Right. Go back to Africa was kind of lying dormant in his mind, in his head. He may have even thought of me as, quote, one of the good ones, unquote, which is something that's kind of disgusting. Like, well, most people who look like you suck, but you're an exception. I'll accept you, person who's beneath me. And sometimes you sit there and you wonder how many people have go back to Africa laying dormant in their minds. And now, because of the way the country is going right now, now you see the go back to Africa slip out of people. You go on Twitter, you turn your Twitter feed on, you look at the things and you see certain football players watching the other football players kneel. And then you have another football player say the football equivalent of go back to Africa. It's kind of like being Neo in the Matrix, right? In movie one, in the first movie, Mate the Matrix, where you kind of wake up and you see what's going on around you. Before it looked so beautiful and it was so great. That's because you were still in the pod. That's because you were still hooked up to the machine. That's because you weren't paying attention. That's because you bought into the bull crap that was going on around you. You thought everything was hunky-dory. You thought everything was great. You thought all the people around you were cool. But then, if you remember the movie, 
they unplug you and you slide down the tube and you're not hooked up to the machine anymore and now you have to breathe when you weren't using your lungs before now you have to breathe the air you have to see what's going on and now you realize what you were living before what you were thinking before was nothing but a big illusion the people that were around you that you thought were your friends some of them not all of them not even most of them a small chunk of them maybe not even a small chunk of them a small but substantially for small chunk you know maybe 30 or so percent like 30 or so percent of the country thinks 35 36 percent maybe think this president's doing a good job let's knock it back down to 33 percent just for math's sake and realize that a third of the country think this guy even after all the things that happen think this guy's doing a good job which means just numerically one out of every three people you meet thinks this guy did a good job which means that person thinks go back to africa there's a good chance the person thinks that i'm not saying everybody that, that likes this cat is you know is a go back to africa guy but there's the potential of that because you know that guy that they like is thinking go back to africa you know that or at least that's what it feels like And you don't know who they are, but you know they're around you. And that's what it felt like when I was on Facebook and I watched a friend of a friend go back to Africa. And I started noticing names that I recognized weren't necessarily saying go back to Africa, but they were being very, very dismissive of the things that people are concerned about. And it's hard to be dismissive of someone's concerns when those things don't apply to you. Well, they've applied to me. They've happened to me. They've happened to my nephews. They've happened to my cousins. And we've never committed crimes. I've never been arrested. I've never taken an illegal drug in my life. I've never been drunk. I've never speeded. I don't have any tickets. And I'm 48 years old and I've never had a ticket. But how many times have I been pulled over? A whole bunch. How many times have I been pulled over when I actually committed the crime I was being pulled over for? Twice. Once I was... uh. No, not twice. That was not me driving. I was riding that time. So once it was me driving. And I actually did go through the stop, uh, through the stop sign, but my carpet got caught under the rug and I didn't. And the guy said, OK, you were cool. So I actually ran across a police officer who was reasonable. I wasn't uncomfortable when this guy pulled me over because I knew I went through the stop sign. If you did it and the police officer pulls you over, what are you supposed to do? Get mad? Of course, you're not going to get mad. You did it. No one's no one's complaining about that. What you're complaining about is when you didn't do anything and you get pulled over, because if you didn't do anything and you get pulled over, you already know that the person who pulled you over is willing to lie. And you're hoping that they're only willing to lie to pull you over. You're hoping they're not willing to lie enough to plant something on you, willing to lie enough to kick your ass, willing to lie enough to shoot you. And that's the concern that people have. And when you see people get shot on film and nothing happens, that's the feeling you have. Any one of the times I was pulled over and many times when I got pulled over, not when I got pulled over, when I actually did something, which was like, well, like I said, like one time. But the times when I got pulled over, when I literally committed no offense, I already know that this confrontation, this, this, this contact is based on a lie. This person is lying to pull me over. And how willing are they, how far are they willing to take the lie? 
It's embarrassing and, and, and humiliating and annoying when you have to give your kids the talk, when you have to give your nephews the talk, when you have to give your daughters and cousins the talk. This is what you do. This is how you act. You're not going to be treated the same way when you get pulled over. You're just not. And I know it's not fair, but your job is to get home. Your job is to end the contact as quickly as possible. That's what you're thinking. You already lied to pull me over. I got to end this contact with you as quickly as possible, because as long as you're here, there's always a chance that something can go wrong. That's what you're thinking. And please don't think I'm anti-cop because I'm not, you know, and I hate to use these cliches, but yes, I have police officer friends who are on the force right now. And very soon I'm going to have a couple of relatives that are going to be on the police force. So please stop it. I know most cops do a great job. I get it. And I know the overwhelming majority of times that I've run across police officers, they've been great. You know, the ones I meet at the coffee shop, the ones that are personal friends of mine, the ones that I grew up, the ones that are going to be in my family, the ones I've done benefits for. They're great. No one has a complaint about them. So. So when you see people kneeling, please cut the whole they're dishonoring the flag ridiculousness has nothing to do with the flag has nothing to do with dishonoring veterans, has nothing to do with that. And the simple fact that people are going to try to make it into that means basically you're just trying to dis distract from what's actually going on. We have to empathize with people. We have to realize that millions of people aren't lying and making it up. Nobody wants to take something away from somebody else that you deserve. Nobody wants to take somebody else's job. No one wants to damage anybody else. All people want to do is not get shot. That's what people want to do. I don't think that's an unreasonable request. I really don't. Right? I, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. That's like going into Burger King and somebody handing you a hamburger and you go home and there's no patty in there. And you're going, could you put a patty on there? Well, that's unreasonable. No, it's not unreasonable. It's a reasonable request. If this was happening to everyone, everyone would be going, please don't shoot us. When I talk to older relatives, when I talk to older relatives, they all tell me the stories. And is, is, is it better than it was then? Sure. But it feels really bad that I'm at the point even now uh, in 2017 that I don't have children, but if I have children, I'm still going to have stories to tell them about what happened, knowing that there's a good possibility, a good probability. Let's fuck all that, that the same kind of thing is going to happen to them. And if I have a son, I'm going to have to have that talk with him. I'm going to be sitting there. Okay, son, you're driving now. You are absolutely, because I've had this talk with my, my nephews. I said, look, you're going to get pulled over. I'm telling you right now, you're going to get pulled over. This is what you do. You say this, you do that. You take, you do this, you do that. You say as few words as possible. You are respectful. You don't move your hands quickly. You don't do any of that kind of thing. Your job is to get home. That's your job. 
I literally just talked to a friend of mine who's, uh, well, I don't want to identify what city or what type of law enforcement he is, but he's, he's law enforcement and he's, uh, and he goes and he's telling me some things and you know what? Normally I would tell you everything, but this is, this is, you know what? Skip that. Forget that. I'm I'm not going to talk about what he said, but I'll put it to you this way. Um, this is a problem that we have to solve and it's not going to be solved as long as people are trying to act like the problem doesn't exist, as long as people make up straw man arguments to try to blow off what's going on with people. It's real. We need to stop it. And like I always said, and I always will say, good cops love them. Bad cops don't like them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm just kind of bummed out, man. I'm just, I'm just. You know, we got to do better than this. This is just, this is just fucking insane. We know better and we should do better. And I'm just kind of hoping that maybe at some point, because like I said, we're not going to wait until, you know, the people who don't give a crap wake up. We're just going to have to keep fighting the fight and drown out the jackasses with truth and drown out the jackasses with societal growth and drown out the jackasses with societal evolution. It's the only way it's going to happen. Segment over. Hey everyone, this is Beaumont Bob from Bunny with Bobcat. You can listen to me live every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern at sfdradio.com, where I'm bringing you the best of the worst in cheap booze, talking bum wine, beers, 40s, malt liquor, and more. Always featuring the latest and greatest in the world of drinking and entertainment, along with some special guests. So come on down and take a ride with Bumwine Bob. If you can't be there live, you can always listen in the archives at bumwinebob.com. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy. Cheers. Okay, folks, back to lighthearted fare. Uh, <laughs> I talked to you before about, and this is, I don't remember what episode it was. I don't even know if it was a major part of a segment or a segment was built around it. But I told you before about a guy I, I talked, I was in a pizza parlor, and I was eating my pizza, and the dude kissed the pizza. He literally was making the dough. He picked up the pizza. He spun the pizza around, right? He put the pizza back down. He took the, the, took the sauce out with the ladle. He's put it on there. He swirled it around. He's putting the cheese on, on top, top of it. He's throwing the meat on there. And I'm thinking it's grassy. Ah, oh, this is a great old style pizza. Pizza made the old way. Not that new style crap with these places that aren't really pizza places. They want to be pizza places, but they're really fast food places that make stuff that kind of looks like pizza, but that really is not pizza because that ain't pizza. Pizza bunk. Real pizza is the kind of pizza where you got a short dude with a mustache spinning it around and throwing it in the air and throwing some sauce on it and that kind of crap. That's real pizza, damn it. So that's what I'm seeing and I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, please start singing some old old style songs. He's singing old, look at it, he's singing songs from the old country and spinning the pizza. Look at that guy. He threw it in the air. He caught it with one fist. He threw it in the air with that fist, caught it with the other fist. This guy's good. He throws it in the air. It lands on the pan. He didn't even put it on the pan. The thing, he let it land on it because this is real pizza, damn it. And now he's got the sauce. He throws it. He, the sauce smells good from way over here. Look at that cheese. That, that cheese is so good. Look at that thing there. I just saw a cow walk by the front door 
and throw, give him the thumbs up like, wasn't that cheese great that came out of my ass? And I said, cow, the milk did not come out of your ass. And the cow says, shut up, punk. I make the cheese. We only show you it coming out of the others because we don't want to gross y'all out, but it really comes out of our ass. And I said, it doesn't matter. The crap tastes good. I don't mind the ass cheese. I don't care. It's cheese. I'm eating it back to the dude. And they're singing the songs. And I'm going, this is great. A real pizza guy making real pizza. He picks the pizza up. He's brushing some stuff on it, probably garlic. He picks the pizza up and he's looking at it. I'm going, why is it so close to his face? And he pinches it and he kisses it. And I thought, what? And I told you the story about the pizza kisser. He kissed the pizza. And I'm sitting there going, okay. Well, I said, well, you know what? That's not really that big of a deal. Maybe that's his pizza. Maybe that's his pizza. I don't give a crap if he kisses his pizza. I mean, maybe this is his last pizza of the day. He's making one especially for himself. And if it's, if it's going back to his family, I don't give a crap if his spits on pizza for his family. Maybe it's his personal pizza. Who the hell cares what he does with a pizza if he's the one eating it? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. And then somehow in my mind, I remembered what the, what the pinch looked like. And I was standing there waiting for something. And then eventually the pizza came back out and the pinched it where he pinched and kissed the pizza was a distinctive shape a distinctive shape i recognize that shape i remember now that that the two slices that i had one of those two slices they had that shape i told you the story that pizza kissing bastard well, that pizza place is closed. Good. Not that I'm happy that somebody's not working. All I'm saying is I just, I wanted to eat the pizza. He kissed the damn pizza and I wound up eating his kiss pizza slice and I don't like it. That pizza kissing bastard. Pizza kisser. So that was about a two years ago. No big deal. That pizza place is gone. I think it's a shoe store now. <laughs> and I, of course, when I drove by, I drove by to see whether or not the guy was tongue kissing the, the shoes. A little less gross because you don't put your mouth on your shoes. But but that's for some for some reason, I just pictured him sitting there throwing the shoes in the air and then licking them and then giving them to people. Yeah, that's weird. So what? Shut up. It's my show. Time goes by one year, two years, two years has gone by. Okay, two years, great. I'm hanging out with some friends and I go to another place and I order some pizza. No big deal, right? No big deal. And I'm not even thinking about pizza kiss. I mean, I started thinking about pizza kiss and going, you know, the last time I had pizza, it was, I, mean, I haven't had pizza in a while, you know, and uh, and I, I just realized, I just realized, I remember I told you about that dude with the key beat to kiss the pizza, huh? <laughs> man, I don't believe him, no damn dude kissing the pizza. I'm telling you, the dude kissed the pizza. Man, you just ain't making funny stories up, man. You know damn well that dude ain't nobody kiss no damn pizza. I'm telling you, the dude kissed the pizza. I ain't never seen it. Well, I'm not saying that he went and he walked around and kissed the pizza at the table. I'm saying he kissed the pizza while he was making it. Come on, man, get out of here. So we're sitting there and we order pizza at this place. Yeah. Yeah. When I order uh, one plain with just cheese and one with sausage, you're damn right. And I'm eating my pizza and he's eating his pizza and we're talking. 
And he finishes his first slice, and I finish my first slice. And I finish the cheese slice first. You're damn right, because I want the sausages to be the last thing I eat. You know, it's almost like the sausage on top of the second slice is dessert, you bastards. You're damn right. And I make sure I have, you know, you see, I'm one of those people that when you eat the first slice of pizza, you eat the first slice and then you, you then you don't eat the crust. I don't know why that is, but some for some reason I eat the second crust and I eat about seven eighths of the pizza and then I roll it up and then I eat the last part uh, horizontally. You're damn right. And he's asking me, why are you doing it? That's just dumb. You always do it. You always have one crust sitting there and you eat the second crust. That don't make no sense. And I'm going, shut up, punk. I don't tell you how to eat your pizza, do I? You never see me critiquing your pizza eating with your punk ass. He begins to pick up the second slice. And as he's eating the second slice, I'm talking to him and he's talking to me and I'm talking to him and he's talking to me and I'm talking to him and he's talking to me. And I look at his slice and I notice there's a distinctive pinch on the crust of his second slice. And it didn't register right away. I, it could have just been one of those bumps in the rise of the bread. But something told me that ain't the right. That's not a bump in the rise on the bread. There's a distinctive pinch in that slice of pizza. Hmm. The guy behind the counter walks past us and goes over to the television. The game that's on right there kind of sucks. It's a blowout. So he decides to change the channel. While he's flipping through the channel with the remote control, as it's flipping through the channels, obviously while it's flipping through the channels, there's no actual channel being played. It's just the numbers scrolling by, which means the sound that was filling the room, that was filling the room, was the sound of the television. But now the sound of the television isn't there. But there is a sound going down. And what is that sound? Wait a second, that sounds familiar. I look at the pinch on the slice and I listen to the sound. Wait a second. I get up from the table, I walk over to I walk over to the front thing and I notice that there's a guy right there and he's spinning the pizza and he's throwing the pizza up and he catches it with his left fist. He throws it up in his left fist, catches it with his right fist. He throws it back up, he lets it drop down on the pan. He starts swirling around the sauce. He starts pinching the thing and he gets the pizza. Oh my God, we have moved into the... The next place where pizza gifter has moved and my friend is about to finish his slice of pizza he now knows about the pizza kisser and i go back to the table and i'm going dude you know who's back there who's that it's pizza kisser yeah right man remember i told you about the distinctive pinch he puts in the top of the slice of pizza yeah look at the top of the slice of your pizza there's a pinch there that ain't no pinch it's just a bump i'm telling you it's a distinctive pinch and i'm telling you right now this dude's a damn pizza kisser. There's some, come on, man. You, you don't believe me? Well, let me tell you right now, before you put that thing in your mouth, maybe you should come with me and we're going to act like we're looking at the machine. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, he's a pizza kisser punk and he doesn't believe me. So we walk back over to the thing and we're standing there. We're acting like we're looking at something, but we're not really looking at something. We're waiting for something and the something we're waiting for is this punk to kiss the pizza and and this bastard actually makes another pizza and he doesn't kiss the pizza. And my friend looks at me like, you dumb bastard. That mother sucker did not kiss the pizza. But I noticed, I noticed, I noticed something. I noticed that this sucker doesn't kiss 
all the pizzas. He only kisses the cheese pizza. He doesn't kiss the pizza with the meats in it, that bastard. And the time he walked up to the front to see him kiss the pizza, he was making the pizza that had meat on it. And I, I said, I, I, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to order another pizza that's going to go with it. But this time I'm just going to order a regular cheese pizza. You stay right here and you look up there and we're going to see what happens, punk. And I go to the counter and I'm about to order the pizza and I said, let me get another large cheese with extra cheese on it, but double the sauce, but no meat, no meat, no meat, just cheese, double sauce, double cheese. He goes, no problem, sir. I give him the money and we go back up front and we're standing there and this guy's got the dough. He's spinning it on his left fist. He puts it up in the air, catch it with the right fist, back and forth, back and forth. And now he's taking his time with the damn pizza. I don't know why, but he is. And he lets the thing fall down and he goes in and gets the sauce and puts soil on the sauce on it, puts the cheese on, then he throws some more sauce on top of it they put some more cheese on it and then what does he do he picks it up he pinches it and kisses the damn pizza and my friend goes you pizza kissing mother jumper and he didn't say jumper it cost me 17 dollars to catch that bastard 17 dollars to catch the pizza kisser and it was worth it because my friend didn't believe me. But now he believes me. I'm trying to figure out why you believe me about everything else. And you think I'm going to make up something about a dude kissing the pizza. If I was going to make up something, it would be something about myself that made me look good. I be, I would tell everybody, hey, this great thing happened that I did. And I'm incredible and I'm double incredible and triple incredible and all of that crap. Why the hell would I make up a story about a dude kissing the pizza, you dumb bastard? Why? So I get the pizza. And we go back to the car and he goes, well, you just spent seventeen ninety five just to catch a dude kissing the pizza. Did you, was it worth $20 to, to, to prove to me that it was the pizza kisser? And I said, yes, it was. Yes, it was. You dumb bastard. And he goes, you're going to throw that pizza away? I said, of course, I'm going to throw the pizza away. I'm gonna, the, the dude kissed the damn thing, you stupid bastard. So I dropped my friends off, went home and took that pizza, found the kiss spot, cut that little piece off, and over the next couple of days, me and my friends, we ate that shit. <laughs> I mean, he only kissed one part of it. He actually marked the parts that he kissed. I'm, I'm not the, the shit cost me damn near $18. I'm not a rich guy, you bastards. I'm not throwing that crap away. Don't judge me, damn it. We all have weird things that we do. Don't act like you don't you, you you don't have weird things that you do too. You know damn well you do. Judge me because I ate a kissed pizza. Technically, I didn't eat a kissed pizza. I just ate a pizza that because the part that was kissed, I cut it off. So that technically, I did not eat a kissed pizza. You know. You, you don't act like you you've never seen people do weird things to stuff and he ate it anyway. You judgmental bastards. Pizza. Bad enough, y'all gave me a... I did, I did an episode a long time ago about how I like my tuna hoagies. And that, that as old as that episode is, y'all are still writing and breaking my balls about the tuna hoagie. Well, let me ask you some, you bastards a question. Have How many of you actually tried the tuna hoagie the way I said to make the tuna hoagie? How many of you have tried it, huh? 
And I know there's some new bastards. I'm going to tell you the tuna hoagie recipe again. And I know I'm going to open up a can of worms with you bastards. going to give me a hard time about my incredible tuna hoagie recipe. But if you haven't tried it, shut up, punks. Try it and then write me. Don't write me and go, that sounds disgusting. I love your show and I think you're incredible. But that tuna hoagie, that's some nasty shit. Did you, did you try it? No, I just, they, 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 shut up, punks. This is what you do is you get the you get the tuna hoagie, right? What you do is you put a little mayonnaise on it, a little bit of that, right? And then you put on one side of the bread, you put your spicy mustard on the other side of the bread. You put your barbecue sauce, then you put your cheese down, then you put down you put down the tuna fish, and then on top of the tuna fish, you put the lettuce, the tomatoes, the the the, the onions, and then the sweet peppers. And then you take another little line of barbecue sauce, you put it down the middle, and then you eat it. Granted, I think right now there's probably about 20% of my audience vomiting right now. But let me tell you something right now. Your reflex and your gag reflex is the gag reflex of hater. You hater. Telling you right now, that's some good stuff. You know, it annoys me when you guys start off your damn emails with all these gigantic com compliments and tell me how great I am. And at first I'm thinking this is going to be great. It's great that the people that listen to me love me and love the show and think it's great and all of that. And I'm thinking it's going to be cool and incredible and quadruple incredible and double incredible and all of that crap. And I'm trying to soak up that love. But then you're coming with your backhand smack right across the face. You know, it's Anthony. I've been listening to your show for a long time. A friend of mine was was actually playing your show in the car. And I went, you know, this guy is actually very funny and he's very insightful. And I want to let you know right now that you have a fan for life. And I'm going to listen to your podcast for as long as you as you do it. And when you go out to do stand-up comedy, S. Anthony, I'm going to be right there buying a ticket. And I'm going to be, you're just the greatest and incredible. When you do your, your serious shows, I really feel moved and touched. And when you put in your jokes and your, and your funny comments, you know what I feel? I feel really great about it. And it's always great and incredible and all of that kind of crap. But your tuna recipe is some nasty shit. Get that shit out of here. That nasty bullshit. That is some disgusting shit. You know what's happening? I'm a fan of your stand-up comedy. You know, I was actually a fan of your stand-up comedy, and I saw you on television. I used to hear you on the radio and stuff like that. And I remember you from back in the old days, and I was always a big fan of yours, you know. I always thought you were going to be a special performer and all that. I didn't even know you had a podcast. Then I started listening to your podcast, and I went, you know what? I love your stand-up, but it's really nice to see you open up and do different things. It's not just about telling jokes with you. It's not just about that. I think it's great and incredible. And, you know, and I told all of my friends, you know, my, my son and I, we listened to you. We actually bonded over your podcast. I told him about your stand-up, but I haven't seen you do stand-up in a while. But then I found about your podcast, and my son says, you know what, Dad? You're right. This guy is great. And we sat there. We had ride. We would go to rides. We'd go to the baseball, you know, and we'd go to the, you know, hit some balls and things of that nature, and we listened to you. And sometimes when there was really, really bad traffic, you know, we would just, I said, you know what? Let's, let's play that uh, Sam. He said, yeah, Dad, let's play a Sam. And then even though it was really bad traffic, we really said, you know what? The traffic isn't that bad when we listen to him. You know, if it's a bit, you know, we just, we love his podcast and everything's great and all of that. Another thing that my son and I bonded over is how nasty that shit is that you be eating. What kind of bullshit sandwich is that? We had to decide whether or not to still be fans of your ass because of your nasty ass sandwich. You're lucky your shit is good, right? 
Man, you should you should keep that you could keep that stuff to yourself, man. I almost lost respect for you as a human because you put that bullshit in your mouth, you nasty bastard. I had more respect for you when you were talking about eating them when you talk about that time where that dude was eating the cupcakes out of the trash can. I have more respect for that guy than you because at least what he was eating wasn't disgusting. You eat tuna fish hoagies with spicy mustard and barbecue sauce. In fact, I'm calling the president and telling him, forget about deporting people that came to the country illegally. Deport S. Anthony. Deport S. Anthony for his nasty ass tuna hoagie recipes. <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> but you guys have given me a, a nice, a nice, a verbal ass whipping over my recipes. And uh, as much as I love every last one of you bastards, when it comes to tuna hoagies, you can all kiss my chocolate buttocks because my recipe rules and you bastards don't know what I'm talking about. After all of this time, could somebody please just try the tuna recipe and eat it? Right. I would like to hear some of you write me and tell me you at least tried the crap, gave it an honest, good shot, you know, and maybe just maybe. Some of you are, are have some good sense and some taste because it's a good ass recipe. You really expect people to eat that garbage? Look, dude, you haven't even tried it yourself. Yeah, I kind of did. You you actually bought me one. You made it yourself. And I went to the hospital and had my stomach pumped. Why did you have your stomach pumped? Because that shit was disgusting. <sighs> Uh, I can't really even say anything to you because you, you did actually, in good faith, try the tuna recipe. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, it kind of messed my flow up there, you know. I mean, it was, I was kind of yelling at people because they didn't try it. And I was kind of you know, hoping at least of all the people that are watching me. I mean, all I needed was like three or four people out of all of these people listening to do. You know, to, to say they liked it and I was going to take, I was going to ask for permission to use their stuff. And then I would post up all these people. I say, see, there's five people that wrote me that said they liked it. And then I would say, see, the, 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 the votes for my sandwich are coming in. And I wouldn't, of course, would never tell the audience that it was only five people out of all these people listening that, that you know, would it would have looked like there was a the groundswell in my behalf that people had really grown to love my sandwich. But, you know, as you. I was going to try to browbeat some of them into trying it, but now you come along and just, you know, I mean. That's a lot of work to put in for a sandwich. Yeah, but you know, the, you know, I, I tell a lot of embarrassing stories on this, on this podcast, some embarrassing stuff that happens to me. And, you know, you know, every once in a while, I would like to tell some stories of embarrassing stuff that, that actually makes me look good instead of look like a huge douchebag. But does it, when you stop with the looks. No one cares about your stupid hoagies. Why don't you just go back to talking about the Big Macs and stuff? Well, the, the Big Mac is great. That's the, we're not the Big Mac smart. <laughs> Got you, man. <laughs> that's not funny. My sandwich is the Whopper with cheese. Oh, that's a good sandwich, too. But I mean, if you see, when you talked about that, people gave you people gave you love and they, they said nice things about that. Yeah, but I didn't make the big, the, 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 the Whopper with cheese. That's the thing for that fast food joint. I didn't design it. You know, I want some love for my design, you know? The hell I care what happens with some, you know, with them. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, that's what it is. Anyway, folks, if there's anybody out there that 
would at least try my tuna recipe and and and, and give me an email saying that it's it's great. I, I would I would really appreciate it. And um, if you could do me an extra favor, kind of change the wording in the uh, in the letter and make it and then pretend that you're somebody else and act so I could act like more people. I mean, even if there's only ten of you that out of all of you people that are listening, if ten of you like the hoagie could you pretend to be 10 other people and then email me that but i'm gonna need you to make some fake email addresses so it'll look like a whole bunch of people actually like my hoagie get to be you're really really embarrassing yourself right now i'm trying man i'll just i'm trying i just said why don't you just end the segment yeah it's kind of getting embarrassing now um segment or well, folks, this has been episode number 286 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. This episode has basically been half serious, half wacky. Um, and even though that's not necessarily a unique mixture for this show, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you guys very, very much for, uh, for, for stopping by. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this show can be heard in many, many places. The home base for this particular podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. But the show can be heard on iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. Um, essentially, you can just catch the RSS feed off of the santhonysays.podbean.com and put it into your uh, into your podcatcher. And then hopefully, hopefully you'll become a subscriber and a longtime listener like many, many of you are. And I want to thank you very, very much for that. I really appreciate it. I know this, 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 pro, this, this show that I do, this podcast that I do here, tends to go from, you know, one thing to another. Sometimes it's wild flights of fancy. Sometimes it's serious things. But, you know, one of the, one of the things I noticed is that when I, when I would watch television as a kid, I always liked uh, different types of programming. But I always wanted to do something where I could, I would see a mixture of different things. Sometimes serious, sometimes wacky, sometimes very, very political, sometimes this, sometimes that. And I had no, and I didn't understand why people didn't always put all of those things into one program. And because I didn't see it, I wanted to do it. So that's what this is. You know, for those of you that are new, this is, this is, you're never going to know week to week what I'm going to do on this program, mainly because from week to week, I don't know what I'm going to be doing on this program. So I wanted to get to the point where people understand that and don't come here looking for one specific thing because it's never going to be one thing again and again and again and again. I don't have any interest in doing that. And fortunately, you cool bastards don't care about that and you follow me and you support me anyway. And I have nothing but love for you for that. I really, really appreciate it. Now, on social media, I, for me specifically, my Twitter is at s anthony thomas the twitter for this podcast is at s anthony says if you are on facebook all you have to do is go into the top search box in the facebook in the facebook i'm starting to sound like somebody's grandma on facebook type in s anthony says and it will take you to the verified page for yours truly meaning this podcast please click like i would appreciate that I'm also on, uh, let's see, Snapchat, S. Anthony Thomas 1, and I'm on Instagram, of course, S. Anthony Thomas. The email for this show is talk to santhony at gmail.com. Talk to santhony at gmail.com. And it's not the number two, it's the word two. T A L K T O, then my name, santhony at gmail.com. 
Folks, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to me for this long period of time. I appreciate your retweets and reblogs. I appreciate you telling friends. I appreciate the new subscribers because I know that a lot of the new subscribers are coming from the old subscribers. And I appreciate that more than you know. Much love to everybody, you bastards. And I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I'm going to do it on the count of three. Say it with me. I know you're in your car. I know you're on a treadmill. I know you're walking down the street. I know you're on the subway. I know, I know, I know you. You tell me where you listen and I don't care. Even if you just have to say it with your hand over your mouth and don't let any sound come out. I want you to say it with me on the count of three because you know how I say goodbye on this show. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. <laughs>